Warning. This podcast discusses paranormal activity and other topics some might find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. So you're ready. Don't ask me if I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm always ready for ghost gossip. I'm always ready. Hello, everybody. This is your host, Ashley. And welcome to Ghost Gossip. And she's ready, y'all. I'm always ready. I was born ready. Especially when we're talking about stuff like this, because you know I love it. I love it. What are we talking about today? The house. Make sure you speak up. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so hello, everybody. What's going on, everybody? Here we are. We're back. Episode two for me. Well, three, really, for Ghost Gossip. You were on the Astral Projection one Well, with Nicole's stories. But this is two consecutive. Two in the same week, because we recorded the Crescent Hotel one just a few days ago. And there's the dog. There's Mandy. Running behind us to tuck herself in. So we realize that Daniel's very muffled. I have ordered a new microphone for myself, and he's going to be taking over my mic and pretty much any guest I have in the office studio, in my comfy studio with the recliner, will be using my microphone, and we are going to be tossing this microphone that he's using because I don't know what's wrong with it. We've tried all the settings. We've tried everything, but he sounds like he's underwater. Yeah, I don't... I don't uh... Sorry, guys. He and ladies. Yes, he... And ghosties. And ghosties, yes. He really doesn't sound like that all the time. He is a very low tone. But he's usually... He can project pretty well. Like, he's loud. I can I can get loud. He can get loud. Like, when I first met him and we'd go on a date, or if he would bring me something, it would be like, I have brought my lady... What is it? sustenance i have traveled from afar (laughs) i've traveled through the wilderness to bring my lady that i love sustenance to provide for her the supper every single time when we were dating and since we've been married if he goes and gets me something this is how he walks into the house. I have traveled far and wide. Oh, the journey that I took <laughs> to bring forth thy wife's needs. <laughs> Something like that. You know. Every time. And our kids usually roll their eyes and go, Ugh. Like, Dad, you're so cringe. You're gross, Ben. Bruh. Dad, you're sus. You're sus. Bruh. Bruh. You're sus. You play too much. You try too hard. You do too much. You do too much. Oh my God. Really? I need a I need a translator for some some of the things they say. No, I don't know that I want it translated. That's true. Like I, the riz. I still don't understand the riz. It's like that that riz and then they bite their lip and they Yeah, they <laughs> if we only had cameras. <laughs> And they like do their chin like, I'm like, what is that? And they're like, you have riz. What is riz? Means you're what, hot? I guess. I don't get it. Game. I think riz is the new game. Like Like you have game? Yeah. Like you're pretty cool? Or you don't have game. Like if you have no riz, you have no game. I think that's the translation, but I don't think that it's necessarily an equivalent translation. So I wonder, going back to the topic of this podcast, <laughs> the ghost in different ages. I don't think Wayne had Riz. What about their... <laughs> He's going to make Probably me. depending on who you ask. I want to ask his ex-wife. Or maybe his workout buddies. Do you... Oh, snap. Do you remember when I was talking about his ex-wife that day and like only half my body got chills and it's almost like he hit me? I do remember that. And I was like, oh, he didn't like that very much at all. <laughs> He didn't like the idea of me searching out his ex-wife. So I will tell you, the most pronounced experience 
I've had it in our house. Do you want to start with that now, or do you want to get to it as we go? I'm just going to start with this. You now. lead off with it, I'm baby. Gonna, you go. I'm going to I'm gonna swing big here. Swing big. Swing swing for the rafters. So when I was studying for my test, yes. I was taking practice tests every night. So I would stay up between 10.30, 11.30 every night studying mm-hmm. for would. this test and taking big practice test. test. And <sighs> one night I'm sitting there. It's been a long day. I'm like two weeks away from actually taking the test. He was really stressed about it. It was a big deal. And it's 11 o'clock at night and the light in the sunroom comes on. Which if you've been here and this is not your first episode, if you've been around for the past year, because I started this podcast a year ago, you know that the sunroom light is one that we've had issues or experiences with coming on and going off at different times. So... I'm taking this test. The light comes on. Nobody else is awake. Right. We're all asleep. And I don't even think I just slightly looked up towards the sunroom and I said, so, right. so testing and the light comes on. I'm, I'm sitting there 11 the o'clock li- at night. The light comes on in the sunroom and I just look up from my computer and I said, Wayne, will you please cut the light off? <laughs> it didn't cut off immediately. But definitely within two or three minutes, the light just cut itself back off. And I said, thank you. (laughs) So just to rewind, what we're talking about today is about our house. Our house that we live in right now. We bought this house in January 2022. We moved in. It quickly became apparent that we weren't the only ones in this house. There were some leftover. There was some leftover energy in this house, and that is putting it mildly. We bought this house from a woman who was sweet, sweet, sweet. I've talked about her in an episode. I bought the house from a woman who I really didn't get good vibes from in the beginning. Remember when I was dealing with her during the buying process, I was really stressed because I felt like she was trying to sell things out from under us. It was against contract. But when I finally met her, she was the sweetest woman I've ever met. She held my hands in hers and was like, I've been waiting for you. And she still texts me to this day. I just talked to her last week. She really is one of the sweetest women. And she was the sister of the owner of this house. And the owner of this house, who his name is Wayne, I'll just call him Wayne, And that is how I used to refer to this house as, is Wayne's house, because he was very protective over this house. He loved it very much. It was his prized possession. And even the neighbors still, to this day, will refer to this house as Wayne's house. You live in Wayne's house. We live in Wayne's house. Oh, you live in Wayne's house. And And so, like, you know, two years later, you've been calling it Wayne's house, so... But this episode is our house. Our house. This is our house. And we have made it very clear to Wayne that if he's going to be here, he's in he's in our house and we're not in his house. And he needs to recognize that. We've had a long two years together. I think he realizes it more now than... Oh, ever. yeah. Oh, yeah. So when we first moved in, this house was set up for two grown people, no family. It was his mother, who I won't say her name. Um, out of respect, just in case family by some chance stumble upon this, but it was his mother and himself and he had, was married for a very brief time, but she did not stick around. I think they were married for a week from what I understand. They went on their honeymoon and came back annulled and he did not like women. He did not like children. He did not like animals. He liked prickly things. He liked prickly things and he loved himself. Mm-hmm. And so this house was his baby. He didn't have kids and he didn't have a wife. He had his mother and he had this house. And he, from what his sister told me, he put every ounce of himself into this house. Mm-hmm. And it shows because the handiwork in here, even though it's not terrible, it's not professional. Yeah. <laughs> but he did a lot of the work himself. The woodwork is beautiful. I will give him that. He loved woodwork. He had wood shop downstairs. And so he did a lot of the crown molding himself as well as as the uh, Wayne's coating. It's beautiful. He did a very good job. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this house was his baby. And so when we first moved in, I noticed some weird things with the lights. 
and I was the only one noticing them. But I just thought I was busy. I I thought I was busy and leaving lights on, right? So when we bought the house, the house had not been touched really since 1999 when it was finished being built. And when we first moved in, like I said, it was designed for two grown-ups. It had a master bedroom on the main floor and a master bedroom on the top floor. And there were 32 mirrors throughout the basement, the first floor, and the second floor. 32 mirrors. We did not know what was happening in this house. Like, boom, check a wow, wow. What is going on in here? None were on the ceiling, though. So it's just- no. <laughs> None were on the ceiling, exactly. They were all over, though. They, I mean, yeah. they encompassed the house. Like, every single wall had a mirror in the basement. Even the sun, or the, the sunroom had a basement. Or, <laughs> the sunroom had a basement. The sunroom the s- had a mirror. mirror. <laughs> the sunroom had a mirror. The sauna room had a mirror. The tanning bedroom had a mirror. Mm-hmm. And even the bathroom downstairs in where Isaiah, his bathroom is, still has a mirror. My office and the workshop did not have mirrors. You're true. You're exactly right. They Those two rooms did not have mirrors. And the gun room upstairs did not have a mirror. No. But every other room did. Mm-hmm. So well, we still have the mirrors. We still have all the mirrors. This house sat vacant for four years. Four. It was four. It was four. He died in April 2018, and we bought the house in 2022. Okay. So I mean, not four exactly, but close to four because we moved in January, into January. And like I said, we the first thing we did was we started switching out some of the lights. We switched out my closet light. We had painters come in and painted the main floor immediately before we moved in because our furniture is quite heavy and we did not want to have to move our bed and stuff. So we had the house painted. Uh, if you're in Simpsonville, Tony, he's wonderful. Great guy. Great guy. Reach out to me. I'll send great, you his information. Just tell him I sent you. He's wonderful. And I noticed when we came into the house, I can feel energy. Some of the houses we looked at, I had told Daniel, like, this energy's off in this house. I don't like it. And so when we came into this house, this house is really confusing. Mm-hmm. It's a big house, 5,500 square feet, maybe a little bit more, a little bit less. And it didn't because it was set up for two adults, there was no rhyme or reason to it. The layout, unusual. Very, to say the least. So when we first walked through the house, we walked through it twice, and we couldn't get a read on the energy. It just didn't feel like there was any energy. It was just kind of like, meh. We were trying to figure out where we were going. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We walked the house three times when we first looked at it. Yes, and Pam, our realtor, who's also wonderful, was walking with us like, I don't get this either. She's like, where do we go? Where do we go? I mean, like, the basement stairs are curved, so you can't see where you're going. The basement's huge, plus all these mirrors that are really confusing. And then it has, like, it just, we've had so many contractors come in, and they're like, this house just keeps going. And we're like, we know. Mm -hmm. So we, the energy felt weird. Once we actually moved into the house and we started living here, and the kids were here, we started noticing the energy was getting heavy. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if anybody else noticed it then, but I did. My, my daughter did. Oh, boy. Yes. She, she was the, probably the first one other than you to notice it. Yes. It was. So my first inkling that something was off is I always felt like I was being watched. Remember when I was telling you, like, I feel like I'm being watched, especially in my bathroom. Like, I feel when I go in my closet that I am being watched. I like I have an audience. And I'm thinking, okay, it's just a new house. Mm-hmm. You know, she's just not not used to it. It's just it's going to take some time for uh, her to get used to being in a new place. Kind of like when you travel. You right, know? right. And so I didn't say anything. I just kind of went about my way. But then his daughter said, I feel like I'm being watched in my room. And I was like, hmm? And she was having trouble sleeping. She was having trouble sleeping. And then she got really aggressive. Mm -hmm. And when I say really aggressive, I mean, our children are 11 at this very moment, 11, 12, and 12. We're about to have 11, 12, and 13. They are all 13 months apart in age, meaning one's born in February 2011, the last being born in April 2012, and my daughter being born smack dab in the middle. And so they're all 13 months apart. So when I say that we have 11, 12, and 12, I... We are blended, and they are all hormonal, mm-hmm. and 
they it was, a, it was a big transition. It was a huge transition, and they get kind of salty with each other, but they weren't they weren't physical. Right. Then all of a sudden, she started attacking the other two, and I remember going into her room looking for something and finding something that was disturbing, and it upset me. And I told Daniel, like, I can't, I can't have her in here attacking people. Like, something's wrong. Something's definitely wrong. We didn't know what was going on. And then one day, getting ready for school, she came downstairs, and she looked like she hadn't slept in a week. And she looked at me and said, Miss Ashley, because the kids call me Ashley or Miss Ashley. And she said, Miss Ashley, I've been having nightmares. And I can't sleep. And I'm seeing a man in the corner of the loft. And I just stared at her because I knew what I had been feeling in the house, but I hadn't talked about it to anybody at this point. And so I was like, okay, where do you see him? And she goes right in the corner by the fireplace. And I'm like, okay. And she goes, and last night he was in my room. And I remember just staring at her and I didn't want her to stop talking. I didn't want her to feel uncomfortable with telling me or just say, or just brush off what she was telling me because I know what I've experienced since I was 13. So I'm like staring at her like, okay, just, are you okay? And she's like, no, because last night he reached for me. And I remember getting covered in chill bumps, almost like I am right now. And because at this point he had made his way from the corner of the loft, which used to be his gun room, into her bedroom and he was in the corner. See, my whole body just covered. He was in her bedroom, in the corner of her bedroom, reaching for her. And it scared her. And then she couldn't sleep. So that's, we knew then that I needed to do something. And something I kind of didn't even go into is the saging. Mm -hmm. When we bought the house, we saged the house and we totally screwed it up. Didn't open windows, willy-nilly saging like we were doing something, right? Like we're like, oh bless this house. Look at us. Look at us. Smoke, 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 smoke. He went one way. I went the other. And we, whatever we did was not right. Yeah. <laughs> we pissed it off. <laughs> and I remember after she told me about him standing in the corner of her room, reaching for her, I reached out to my friend mm -hmm. and I was like, girl, I know you helped saged your sister's house. I need help. And so I was told her what was going on. And she immediately was like, when can I come over? I said, well, the kids are with their parents, other parents today. And she said, okay, have all the windows open. I'll be there. I'm yeah. coming tonight. So Daniel so kindly made his way outside <laughs> and sat on the bench in the backyard. Mm -hmm. And my friend from work and I, op I had all the windows open. We started in the basement the moment we started, my body covered in the worst chill bumps that I've ever felt in my life. And it, I had a really hard time breathing. And I just stared at her. And she's like, just keep going. And so we started in the basement. We made our way around the perimeter of the house. Came up to the first floor. The first floor felt... The first floor wasn't terrible. But we made our way through the first floor, through our bedroom, into the kitchen. And when we got to the kitchen, the sage went out. And she tried to light it over and over, and we were having a really hard time getting it relit. And then when we got it relit, we were standing in one spot of the kitchen next to the stove. And I just kind of froze. And I was covered in the, the most painful chill bumps again, and I couldn't breathe. And I kept looking at her, and I was like gasping for air. And then the smoke detector in Wayne's old bedroom went off, which is on the top floor, nowhere near where we were. And we were right under a smoke detector, and the smoke detector did not go off. And I'm sitting on the bench, and I hear the smoke detector going off, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying right here. I'm staying right here. I, they sound like they got it they handled. Got, they, they, they got it. <laughs> So we make our way upstairs. I get, you know, I took off upstairs to get the smoke detector off, you know, fanned it out with a pillow or something. And we were able to finish saging the house and everything calmed down for a little while. Mm -hmm. And then we remodeled again. We finished taking out the walls. I think this was kind of in between. I can't really remember. Yeah, it was. Okay. And so he was really unhappy that we took down some walls. He was not happy with us. 
But everything calmed down for a little while. I'm probably missing because we're, you know, we're moving through this and uh, I'm trying to remember everything that happened. I had a candle fly off a shelf at me. Daniel thought that it was just the vibration of me walking past the shelf every day that kind of vibrated off the shelf. Note to self, the, <laughs> the candle has not moved since that day. It flew off the shelf as I walked by. Um, I've had toilets flush when I thought it was a kid and I opened the door and there was nobody in there. I've had the dryer turn on. Uh, I've had lights come on. We've had the Alexa at two o'clock in the morning <laughs> go, okay, and turn our bedroom lights on. Yeah. And My then closet light. Your closet light. Which is the only light in there is a a uh, cheap motion detector. A, yeah, just a motion light and when I open the door, I have to stick my arm in there to actually get it yes. to cut on. Like, I open the door, it doesn't cut on. No. Like, I have to, you have I to physically, physically stick my arm in there. Or walk then, in there. And then it, and it comes on. To give you an idea, my husband is six foot, six foot one, on, depending on the shoes he has on. And he's, he's a big man. And so he has to open the door and stick his arm in or walk into the closet for it to censor that he's there. And there will be times we'll just be chilling. The door's The closed. door's shut, and that light is coming on, baby. It is just like... It'll come on, and then it'll cut off. Yeah. And sometimes they'll cut on multiple times in a row. Like, it's like, hello. And then it will cut off. Mm-hmm. And then it will cut on. And then it will cut off. There's no rhyme or reason. There is no rhyme or reason. The batteries are fine. I have no explanation. He said for a long time, oh, it's just a bug. A giant bug. It's a giant... Daniel-sized cockroach in his closet, <laughs> crawling, on, crawling on the wall. <laughs> and Daniel seriously has brushed this off because of the skeptic that he is that we know and love. For over a year, you know, we've been there too, but over a year until he had really the experience, like he couldn't explain it, he tried, but until the experience with the sunroom light, with it coming on and him... <laughs> Asking it to turn off, and then it turned off. <laughs> I was like, okay. Okay, that's weird. So it all kind of, in 2021, it all kind of accumulated to the end of the year, and it picked back up. But when the energy picked back up in 2021, towards the end of the year. 2021? Oh, sorry. 2022. In, in 2022. Okay. It all kind of accumulated towards the end of 2022. And it was negative. It was real dark. And I started this podcast in February 2023 because I was processing the negativity of it all. It was getting to the point where my ears were ringing when I was home in certain areas of the house. And I've noticed when there's negativity around, my ears will physically hurt and they'll, they'll sound like it goes wah, 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 inside my ears. And it only happens when I feel a heavy presence. That's negative. When I feel like my grandparents or anything else, I don't get those. But anytime there's something negative around, I seem to have really a hard time with my ears. And all I can imagine, it's I've, I've seen and I've read other people that have that experience. It is, a, it is some kind of reaction to the energy they're feeling around them. And then the sleep paralysis started. And for the first time in my life, I experienced sleep paralysis and I was having a dream that I was in my house and I could sense the dark energy and it was targeting my daughter. And I, in my dream, I screamed out, you leave her alone and you come to me. And the energy, this upsets me because it was so real. The energy turns like stopped. Go like the moment it hit my daughter, her room, it stopped and it turned. And there's no face; it's just darkness. And it, within a second, was in our bedroom, and it was over our bed. And my eyes shot open. And when I woke up in that sleep paralysis, I was praying. I was saying the Our Father, and I was saying it in my sleep. But when I woke up, I was actually saying it out loud. And it scared me because I've never had that happen before. And the fact that I was in a dead sleep dreaming and saying a prayer and then waking up saying that same prayer and feel I couldn't see the energy, but I knew it was over our bed. 
and it was looming over us or over me and it was mad. And when I said amen, after I finished the Our Father and said amen, I went back to sleep like it was nothing, like it wasn't even there. And then the second time I had it, you actually heard me praying Mm -hmm. because I had, it's almost like I've gained a little bit more control over my sleep paralysis when it happens. And I was praying and I was saying no, and I was starting to move my body and I was coming out of it. And Daniel takes his hand and he places it on me and he goes, baby, it's okay. But that was again, another time where the energy showed up in the room and it was dark and it was over my side of the bed. And the only thing that seems to keep it at bay when it happens is praying. And then it happened again, what, right after your accident, around the time of your accident, I was upstairs and I was in Wayne's room. We have a room that we call Wayne's room. And he was angry that I was in there. Mm -hmm. And Daniel had tried sleeping in there. He said he wasn't sleeping great, but he could sleep in there, but he doesn't sleep great in there. And so I was trying to allow him. I think it's the mattress that was up there. That's my thing. I know. I know, babe. The mattress is uncomfortable. The the mattress sucks, okay. But I went up there trying to allow Daniel to sleep. Like Mandy over here, snoozing. Godly. Ear up. Ear up. Paws out. Snoozing. Snoozing. Like she's got nowhere else to be in life. So I went up to the room and I had a little talk with Wayne and I was like, listen, yo, I'm coming up here. I'm going to sleep. Just let me sleep. You know, Daniel needs to sleep. I know you don't like us up here, but just let me sleep. The moment I laid down, my whole body was covered in those same painful chills and they didn't stop. And I told Daniel the way, the only way I could explain it to him was almost like he was standing over me, just mad that I was in his bed. And I tried to sleep. I tossed and turned. About 3 a.m., I finally kind of fell asleep. And I woke up screaming, stop it. It's like I could see him, but I couldn't see him. And he was standing over me, and I was screaming, stop it. And at that point, I got up, and I went downstairs, and I was in tears. And I cuddled up to Daniel, and I, I just cried. And I said, I, I, the moment I got out of the room, the chills went away. And I came down to our bedroom, and Daniel just pet my hair and just let me cry, even though he was recovering. <laughs> but I just cried, and I was like, I can't take him making me feel this way. He's not going to make me feel this way in my own home. And so the next day, I took my holy water up there and I cussed him out. (laughs) And I spread that holy water everywhere and I prayed and I said, you will not, you will not make me feel like this in my own home. That's not his home anymore. That's not your home anymore. You get out. You are not allowed to do this in my home. You get out. And he's been fairly quiet. Yeah, if you want to be a guest from time to time, that's okay. Yeah, we're totally okay. Like, I mean. This is our home. This is our family. And. You know, um, that's just the way it is. That's, that's just that, the way it is. And if you don't like it, get out. You can go outside and enjoy the newly redecorated backyard. <laughs> we ripped out all this shit. Yeah. We, I literally have rented a skid steer twice. Yep. And it, it looked like a enchanted, encha- enchanted Asian inspired yes very good uh-huh um, secret garden back secret there. garden it was like a little chanted asian garden but back ev- there everything was at least four to six feet tall it's terrifying um y'all i'm pathways <laughs> everywhere i am was, short was everything can, was bigger than me a trash can lid gong gong um and it was there's just no way that anyone with a life outside of maintaining their backyard could maintain it. No, um, we didn't have help. We couldn't afford a landscaper. When we, when we bought the house, it was beautiful. We, we came in December. It was winter. Um, everything looked beautiful. And everything was dead. You could see through everything. <laughs> and then spring hit. Everything turned green, and it, it like, just oh, looked like a jungle. Dear God, and I was scared so, to go back there. And so, we've literally demolished everything back there, flattened everything, yeah. and uh, finally have yeah. gotten 
grass back there. So. Yep, he can go live out there with his one one time enchanted yeah, garden the, that's the, now been ripped out. Well, the bridge and the oh, yeah. gazebo is still back there. Oh, so yeah, he can go live in the gazebo. He doesn't he, care. There's two roofs he can have over his head. There you go. By all means. That's what I told him. You can either stay here and be quiet and be nice, or you can get out. There is no in-between. You're not going to mess with me when I'm at my most vulnerable when I'm sleeping. Or, or our he children. Doesn't really mess with the children. No, I've threatened him pretty big. Yeah. I've threatened him pretty pretty big. I had talked to a friend of mine who does a podcast, and he told me to call out to my ancestors. Yeah. He's like, "You'll be amazing." We've, we've noticed a huge difference since then. Yes, yes. He said, "Call it to your ancestors. You'll be amazed at how well it works." So I called out to my grandfather, my grandmother, um, my friend that was killed in a car accident when I was eighteen. And Daniel's grandparents, I've never met his grandparents because they've all passed, but I've called out to them. And boy, have we noticed a difference. But in the same token, now we smell smoke in the house and all of our grandparents smoked. And so we can't figure out sometimes who it is. We, when Daniel's sick, the light comes on more. Or when we're arguing, the light will come on in the closet. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't figure and, it out. And I have and I have my Braves jersey yep. in that closet, which my my grandmother, my dad's mom, huge baseball Braves. fan, huge, huge Braves, Braves fan. fan. Mm-hmm. And so I bought him that jersey. She I, I told Ashley I wanted a Braves jersey. You sure and did. And I wanted it customized and I wanted it to have his grandmother's name. My grandmother's name so it has her first initial and then um our last name on it. So um, and that's hanging up in the, in the, in the closet. closet. And ever since you put it in that closet, we've had more action with that light. But I like to believe that because I called out to his grandmothers that they are around. I will say that last summer we were driving to just driving. I had passed a power plant and you wanted to mm-hmm. go see the power plant. Yep. And a few of all things. <laughs> of all things. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, look, let's go see a power plant, a Duke Energy power plant. So it's in the middle of nowhere. And I was it's lost. Awesome, it really is cool. It's a, steam, it's, a, it's a steam power plant. It's really cool. All of us women listening are like, okay, <laughs> whatever you say, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> but it really was cool. It was in the middle of nowhere. I passed it because I had gotten lost some way going to Anderson, where I now work sometimes. And, uh, just stumbled upon it and was like, Daniel would really like this. So I dropped a pen of where I was like, Hey, this is really cool. I don't, I don't know what this is. And so we were driving up Augusta road on highway 25. And I was like, Daniel, I am having this vision of this woman and I cannot place her. She's not my family, but I'm seeing her. And we had talked about it a few weeks before, but when we were in the car going to see this power plant, I was like, Daniel, babe, she's got to be your family member. Like, she is not one of mine. And so I described her. She had this salt and pepper, but dark hair with very deep seated wrinkles and glasses and a yellow moo. And her hair was short and curly. And he, I had talked to him about it before, but he was like, at that time, I guess we were both thinking of Freddie, mm-hmm. his nanny. And he's like, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't sound familiar. But when we were talking in the car on the way to the power plant, he goes, that sounds like mama's mama. And so I went to his mom's Facebook page, found a picture of her mom, and lo and behold, that's exactly who I was seeing in my my mind. Funny story about my grandmother. Who was also a smoker. She was. Uh, my sister, we were young. My sister was probably seven or eight and was sitting on grandmother's lap and looked at her straight in the eyes and asked her, grandmother? Why do you have so many wrinkles in your face? Because <laughs> <laughs> you said it's because I'm old, baby. But yeah. We had, I think that's what made, has made it so hard since I started calling out to our grandparents. They all smoked. And yeah. now every once in a while we smell the smoke in the bedroom. And I, I, I don't smell it. You never smell I it. Can't, I can't smell anything. It's usually on my side of the bed. Now I will say, when Daniel had his car accident, I smelled it on my side of the bed. And then I walked over to him on his side of the bed, and it followed me. So I like to think that was his nanny, who he used to spend a lot of time with, and she was sitting with him. Now, again, that's just my, I guess, my rationalization of the situation. But I smelled the smoke follow me on one side of the bed to the other to you. And it's almost like she was just sitting with you, just comforting you. 
because you were in a bad spot at that day, that moment. So it, it is nice. It's, I feel my grandfather, um, I have been calling out to my grandfather, Papa Sam, who is my dad's dad for a while, for many years, actually, because I had an encounter with him when I was going through my divorce from my first husband. And I was wondering what life was, if it was even worth it. And I wasn't suicidal, but I was in a bad place mentally. And he appeared in front of me and he calmed me down and he disappeared once I was not crying anymore. And so I have been searching for him some way, somehow, just to kind of make a connection. And that's when my, my finding of dimes began. Started finding dimes everywhere. And I, I haven't found a dime since I dreamt of him. But after many years of looking for him, he did finally appear to me in a dream. And all he did was smile and hug me. He looked great. He looked happy. And, uh... Yeah, I haven't found a dime since. You you found dimes regularly there for about a year. Mm -hmm. I have a whole jar of the Mm -hmm. ones that I found. And I even saw my grandmother, not my grandmother, I have not seen my grandmother. I saw my grandfather's sister in a dream. And and when we're we're talking about finding dimes, we're not just talking about like just find them laying on the counter. No, I find them in the most absurd places. Yeah, and like at important times or, or yep. meaningful times and meaningful places. That's what, been, that's what was the craziest? The craziest was <laughs> at the ball field. At the ball field. Uh, Having she, that conversation with my father. She had a very important conversation with her father. And she's on the phone. I thought there may have been a car wreck. Like, I didn't know what was going on. It was a big conversation and, with my dad. And. I so, looked down. So, I, I'm just like telling the kids, everything's okay. Just. Relax. They're wondering what's going on, and she's up against a chain link fence on one of the ball fields, and she kind of squatted down, and in the grass, in between her feet, in between my toes, was a dime. Was a dime, and that's it, that's more than odd. Yes, and those are the kind of situations that I have. Whereas I was looking for something one day and talking about my grandfather and talking about this and that. And I look in the box that I'm looking at, and I have a dime in the bottom of the box. Or I'll be outside walking and look down in my neighborhood, and there's a dime on the the road in front of my house. Or recently... But you don't find pennies or nickels or quarters. It's dimes. It's dimes. But I did find a nickel the other day. That's the first nickel I've ever found. And I'm like, is this Catherine, my friend that died? Is this Catherine, maybe? Because that I found after the car wreck. It is said that ancestors will sometimes send change, some kind of coin, to you to try to get your attention or to show that they love you or, you know, you know, there's different interpretations. But from the, how I look at it is the dimes are just a token, like, I love you, I'm thinking of you. Right. So I did find, I do find pennies, I see pennies everywhere, but it's not, pennies I don't think anything about because there's pennies, yeah. people drop pennies all the time. But the nickel, the one nickel that I found the other day after the car accident, and then the dimes. But I haven't found a dime. But I will tell you, I was taking out money of my purse the other day, and a dime fell out from inside that money into my lap. And I was like, I hear you. (laughs) I hear you. So, you know, we talk about all this. Like, the house, the house has been wild. Like, that first year. There's been... I, I, and I'm still a skeptic. Oh, I'm yeah. still skeptical. Which I love about um, him. I, and I've told you this, even back in 2022, there's more things than I can easily account for or make sense of. Like, there's just some stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, I could come up with some kind of rationalization. <laughs> oh, but yeah. it just, just at least over the edge of being a coincidence. Yeah, I don't believe in coincidences. So, or, or being just explained in, in some form or fashion. So there's just been too many of them right. for me to completely ignore it and say that there's not something going on because mm-hmm. I think that there there definitely is. There's definitely some type of, of energy, some type of spirit, however you want to frame it. 
but there's definitely something. Right. Um, and I think when you look back at history through yep. all sorts of different cultures, that's right. I, I, I love history, but when you look at uh, cultures throughout history, mm-hmm. you know, thousands of years ago uh, up until today, I mean, every culture has some some level of mm-hmm. paranormal activity yep. and whether they call it spirits or angels or demons or ancestors or just that's part of every culture. Mm-hmm. So I think be traced back for there's, generations. There's, there's definitely something to that. I think that, you know, we have five main senses, but there are just like the light spectrum we can't see ultraviolet light. We see a certain certain wavelength of light. And I think there's wavelengths of energies that some people are more attuned to. Mm-hmm. And others aren't. And so I think that's where some people are more sensitive to those energies. But I definitely believe that those energies and those frequencies exist and right. how we interpret them and how we explain them uh, varies from from culture to culture and, and even from person to person you remember when i saw him move in the studio i don't you weren't in there but i told you i was working on my other podcast that i no longer have i was in the basement studio oh yeah i do yeah and i saw the shadow move in front yeah. of me no, guys, like when I say that a shadow moved in front of me, I mean that I had two lights in my studio podcast room downstairs, and it was one on the wall and one on my desk. And this giant shadow, which was about the size of Daniel, Daniel was not downstairs, moved between the two lights. The, and it was so big that I just sat there staring up at the wall, waiting for it to move again. But the shadow moved. It looked like a human shape moved into the corner and just kind of became part of the other shadows on the wall. And after I saw the shadow move, I instantly got nauseous and a headache and I had to come up out of the basement and had to get away from that room. And so that was my only time actually physically seeing him, actually seeing him. I feel him more. Like I can go upstairs right now and go stand in that room. And if I stand in there long enough, he'll make me, he'll make me aware that he's there. But that was the first time I actually put eyes on him. I didn't like that either. That was around the darker side of 2023, around the time he was turning lights off on me. And then we've seen orbs move in the cameras. Yeah, that's, there's two videos, especially mm-hmm. the second video. Mm-hmm. It's, it was weird. It's, it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, like from underneath the table. Mm-hmm. Almost like we disrupted his morning yeah. coffee. Yeah, I mean, it's... It, there's just, like I said, there's just too many things. It's a lot of weird things. To just after a while, you you just have to say. And the voices. The well, the footsteps. Well, the voices were first. Hello. Oh yeah, I, I, I yeah, Lily, but was she inside? I don't know. The times that I heard them, it was. Almost like Daisy's voice. Mm-hmm. And then the last one was my mom's voice. And it was almost like a mimic. And it was, hello. It wasn't a cat going, yeah. hello. Yeah. <laughs> it was, hello. And then when it was in here, it was, mommy. And Mandy was with me. And Mandy perked up and looked up the stairs thinking, I guess, Daisy had woken up. And then the times, this was before I bought this house, but when I was in my house before we got married, it was Ashley. Or you remember that time Victoria yeah, woke up in the middle of the night. Her, she was at her mom's. Yeah, Victoria was at her mom's house and call, woke up calling for me. And I woke up at the same time at our house looking for her because yeah. I heard her call my name. It's weird. Y'all, we just weird. We yeah. weird up in here. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, just, just too, many, too many things for me, even as a skeptic, to say. It's all explainable. It's not. I it's, can't explain it, it. it. And it's not. And that's. And I think that's almost the beauty of it. Is yeah. That it can't necessarily be explained. Yeah. Makes me excited though. But I think. And I think another lesson too is and just like the crescent. Not all of this 
is negative. A lot oh. of, I think a lot of it has a negative connotation. Some of it, yeah. And when people generally think about it, I think you know, just the general public yeah. has a, a, neg- a, a, neg- negative. a negative connotation right. when talking about this kind of stuff. Uh-huh. But the reality is that not all of it, and I would say the majority of what we've experienced hasn't really necessarily been negative. Mm-mm. It may have been annoying. Or unusual. Yeah, but, but not like, not overwhelmingly negative. Like, stop messing with my fan. I turned it on low. Stop turning it on high. Yeah, or t- I don't... Stop turning the light on. I don't turn, want that light on. I pay the power bill. It's 11 o'clock. I'm doing this test. Turn the light on, Or it's 5.30 in the morning. I don't need that closet light shining in on me right now. Yeah. Or the Alexa at 2 o'clock in the morning turning our bright lights on. Yeah. Or or that day we were sitting up talking to Emily and Justin on the phone and then our lights turn off. Like, yo, cut it out. Can you please just go and... I gave you a room. (laughs) Pre-room and room and board. You remember that time we were working out in the yard and we looked up at the window because we felt like somebody was watching us and the curtains, the blinds were pulled open. I didn't see that, but I remember you seeing it. I was like, oh, he's watching us from up there. I guess we're not pruning this century plant the way we're supposed to. Okay, judgmental much, but (laughs) it's been a lot of little things. Yeah, It's a lot lighter to us now because we've lived here for two years and we've kind of like, I'll walk in and I'll look straight at something and say, no. I went into my courtroom the other day and the unit wasn't on. The air wasn't moving. And I saw a tissue in the tissue box looking like it was being pulled out. Like somebody was trying to pull a piece of tissue. And I went, no, not today. And I just kept walking. Like, stop messing with me today. I don't have the time or the mental capacity to deal with any kind of energy other than my own. Just let me be. Yes. So, yes, that's just a little... Little fun synopsis and, and, of our house, and, and it's funny because I have talked to a few people about stuff that's happened, and their immediate reaction is like, "Nope, I'm moving out." Like, mm-hmm. and, and just just the the few things that I've mentioned to them, mm-hmm. had, nope. was enough to just freak them out. Just the possibility of that <laughs> happening in their house, and and here we are. I'm definitely not uh, as sensitive to it, but. And I'm just like be bopping along, doing he's, my thing. He's he's gotten used to being with being married to a woman who is highly sensitive to energies and um, things that she can't see and how it affects me. And so, so in a sense, that's probably desensitized me even more than just the average. Pr- yes, that's what I'm saying. You're so used to it now yeah. because I'm like I'll just be standing there. I'm like Wayne, <laughs> like I'll just fuss at him. And Daniel's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I we have just gotten so used to the feeling. And the only time I get upset now is when it turns dark. Yeah. And it affects the sleep or it affects the girls. And I'll tell them, I'll make you leave. If I have to hire a professional, I'll make you leave. I'm not trying to make you leave because I get that this house was your home. But this is now our home. Like yeah. You got to get out if you're going to keep us awake and affect our sleep. And you're going to be evil. But... People have asked me before, why do you still live there? And I'm like, well, I have a 2.6% interest rate on my mortgage. And I'm not, have you seen the interest rates these days? (laughs) And I, I mean, I'm not going anywhere. So buckle up, Wayno. We. You're doing too much, Wayne. You're doing too much, bruh. Oh God, he's going to pay for, he's going to make me pay for this. No, he's not. Yeah. Well, you know, I cussed him out pretty good. Yeah. He's, he settled down. I have threatened. I have threatened to call a professional in. And if he, you know, I don't know a professional, but I'll find one, Wayne. He'll, he'll get, he'll get brave every now and then, but then. He does. But, he does. But, but then he, he calms down. Yeah. The footsteps over through January, December into January were a lot. Like the footsteps. We hadn't heard footsteps like that before. I, I was sitting on the couch and heard them one night and it. Kids weren't home. No, and it sounded. Like, I was in bed. It sounded like Victoria was walking in her room. Victoria is the size of a grown adult, so it did. Yes, it, when I heard the same footsteps, but I was in the bedroom. Victoria's bedroom is over our bedroom, and it sounded like I thought Daniel had walked into her room to get something, but it wasn't. He was downstairs, and even the dog who was laying downstairs with Daniel looked up, up. Yeah, looked up, sat up, like who's up there? And, yeah, looked at the ceiling. 
Yep. And then Lily came in the room. Lily's their cat. She came in the room the other day and looked at the closet door. Yeah. <laughs> and just stared at the closet and, door. And my grandmother, Nanny. She loved kitties. The one who liked baseball. Um, she loved cats. So Yeah. So we're just over here living in this little spooky, spooky dookie house and making the best out of it. Yeah. Nothing's really moved lately. The last time something's moved was the hanger on the baby gate. It was, like, under, it was under tension. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're just making the best out of it over here, and that's just kind of a, a little update about what's been going on in our house, and it's been fairly quiet. We'll see how he likes it with all the, uh, the kids over here at the house has birthday party. <laughs> Maybe well, that well, will. The kids are gonna, there's going to be quite a few kids here tomorrow night, too. Yes, tomorrow, because I'm going to Stevie Nicks, and you're going to be having a dad party over here with all the with all There's the daughters. Be <laughs> three, four, five, six kids. Six kids and two, and two dads. dads. And yeah. lots of pizza. And I'm going to be like a wild wing dove in song of summer singing. Ooh, baby. Ooh. Ooh. That's what I'm going to be doing with Emily. Yep. I'll just keep going. I'm on the edge of 17. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but yes, we hope you enjoyed this very relaxed and just updated, mild, nothing fancy, nothing structured update about our house and kind of what we've just been dealing with the last two years. Our humble, spooky abode. Uh, yes. And I know I've missed some stuff. The episodes, there, there's one of the Bible. There's one of the saging. Yeah. They kind of go into more of the... The things that we dealt with early on in owning this house, and I'm sure there's going to be more. I'm sure I'll update more on some of the things. I want to do an episode on sleep paralysis, and if you have any sleep paralysis stories, I'd love to hear them because it's it's fascinating to me that sleep paralysis is so different for each person, but yet it's so similar. Or just any other experiences. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that's I astral projected. That's experience is experiences for non-southern people that may be listening right and i'm pretty sure i astral projected not too long ago which was really weird freaked me out not quite sure maybe i was just drinking i don't know it was weird but i just kind of defer back to the stories that nicole sent us about astral projecting and i was like i wonder if i actually did it was weird it was very weird i'll talk about it another time but but anyway, I thank, just... Thank y'all for listening. Thank you so much for listening. And being a guest in our home. Yes. Thank you, Daniel, for doing this again with me. Yeah, absolutely. Twice baby. in a week, babe. What, what? He loves me. And before you go, if I could just get you to like and follow, review the show. I'm trying to build back my following because I did end up deleting my podcast because of some stuff going on in our lives. And then I realized I didn't want to lose this. So yeah, leave a comment. Yeah, leave a comment, leave a review, give me a follow on Spotify or Apple or, and on Instagram, Ghost Gossip Podcast. So send me an email, ghostgossip247 at gmail.com. Even if you just want to chit chat, I love to keep up with everybody. And as always, thank you for listening and uh, they'll see you later. <laughs>